Welcome back to Relationship Status. It's your girl, Neat Cruz. CL Butler. And your boy, Yusuf in the building. And remember, you can catch us on all podcast platforms. If you want to join the conversation, please email us at relstatpodcast at gmail.com or hit us on the hotline, 843-310-8637. And we are here for another great Monday. How you doing there, my good sister, Neek? It's good. <laughs> it's just good. It's, it's good. It's, good. it's, it's good. Monday. You have the Monday blues. You have the Monday blues? You shouldn't... You know, TGIM. Nah. No? Is that like a real thing or is that like a teacher thing? Thank God it's Monday. That's, <laughs> a, that's an Eric Thomas thing. Oh, you know? okay. Okay. Yeah, the... the what, is, what is it? The motivational speaker. He oh, always comes okay. on. Thank God it's Monday. People be dreaming Monday. No! Be prepared. But my birthday is coming up. Hey, happy birthday. You yeah. be 25? Okay, we're going to go with that. It's <laughs> a good number? Yeah, we're going to go with that. It's a good number? Yeah, it's a good number. Turn up? The turn up is about yeah, to be real? I'll be 36. Ooh. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were 36. I thought you were like 31. Really? Yeah. We've I'm, been doing a podcast <laughs> for this long and you didn't I know mean, how I'm old not, I was? I'm, I'm not concerned with age. Age is a... um. Social construct. Social construct. <laughs> Age, is. Age is not a real thing. Just as good as you feel. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is um, Men's Mental Health Month. Okay. So how how y'all been doing? Um, my mental health is strong. I'm my, strong. Yeah, my mental yeah. health is, is good. It's yeah. also Pride Month. It is. It is Pride Month. Why did y'all start laughing? No, because of the way you look just now. It's the way you look just now. Shouts out to the month. You know? To the month. The month? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we got men covered. Mm-hmm. Pride. Al- alternative. And pride. Mm-hmm. And what else? Oh, what else is this month? Me. Okay. Oh, and then next ne- month. Next month. Yeah. I didn't uh, know you were June, baby. Yep. Okay. Summer baby. Okay. See? How's the how's how's it going? I am doing uh very well. As short and sweet as always. Yeah, yeah. I'm just good. I'm low maintenance, you know. Productive. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Have you been productive so far? Me, very. He's always busy. Very, very, very. I'm really productive. Okay. Because I, I like to sleep in. Yeah. So when I get the day started, I jump up and get it started right away. Oh, yeah. You can't call sleep before nine. Really? I don't really like talking to people. I mean, it got to be like an emergency, <laughs> but I just need that time for you me. Can't, you can't. Not early. He not has that his, early. his me time where he has to get up and. Yeah, I just don't think people should just day. hit you early in the morning. Really? Well, this is like super important. And Maybe. usually it's not. No. I get up at 6 a.m. Okay. And I'm calling people that I need to call. Like, hey, what you doing today? That's I, I like to go I like to go to eat to go out and eat breakfast during um the weekend. That's white. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's white. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So. I like doing that. Like that's my bonding time with friends, family, like connecting with them. Can't wait to 10? Why would you what? call somebody at 6.30 on the weekend? I ain't say I wake up at 6.30. I might call them at 7 or 8 o'clock. Don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call, call me. See I'm, it all. I'm cool. I'm cool on that. No. 9. I'm, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. No. The early bird gets the worm. If you want a worm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, well. We have with us today a uh, dating expert, and uh, from dating by Blaine, it is Miss Blaine Anderson. How you doing, Blaine? Hi, doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you, thank Welcome. you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having That's time. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, how, how's your Monday going, Blaine? You know, so far so good. I liked the thank God it's Monday. I like. I, I thought too, I usually get, I get a little work done on Sundays, so that Monday is a little bit easier, and I did that this week, so I'm feeling good going into the week. Okay. All right. That's good preparation. Okay. That's what I like to hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wayne, I'm just noticing that's a good ring on your finger there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it still Fresh Anderson? <laughs> yes. Is it still Anderson, or is New name. Um, I'm going with Anderson. Yeah. Okay. No. Nope. No hyphen. Name. I'm sticking with it. Um, 
No, not for business stuff. I'm sticking with Blaine Anderson. That's mm-hmm. right. I don't girl. know, Blaine. We start nope. up on the wrong yeah, foot. Yeah. Go, girl. <laughs> I'm more traditional. Name. Nope. Keep your last name. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of last names, what do, what do you think about Ricky Williams changing his last name? If you know who that is. He's a Texan, played oh, football, NFL guy. He changed his name. I, I, okay, I'll give his wife's. He, yes, he took his wife's last name. No, I like that. Did she have a better last name? No. <laughs> not no. That. No. It's not even cool. Oh God! So she What's had a better last name, like Miska or something, something, well, something. Oh, a lot good. of letters, a lot of letters. But he <laughs> built he built his career as Ricky Williams, NFL, college, high school, and he said something about societies conforms and. Well, I mean, uh, what was the actress name that played in Colombiana? Um, Zoe. Nobody knows <laughs> Zoe Zaldana. Yeah, her husband changed his last name to hers. I'm not with this new stuff, Blaine. I like that. What? I like going with whoever's last name has a better ring to it. <laughs> oh. I don't. Oh, yeah. me either. Me either. Just, Was this I a don't. conversation before marriage? Um. Yeah. I My husband, he didn't have a... He was like, yeah, if you want to take my last name, then go for it. And if you want to stick with yours, that's okay, too. He didn't have a strong preference. That's wow. awesome. But he did say, I want our children to have... My last name. Okay. Oh. When we have kids. You gotta, you gotta respect I'm that. about to start a petition or something. Or what? March Who's or something. Listen? I don't know, but I'm going to start one. <laughs> I think, you know, everyone can do, you do you in terms of what you want your name to be. We also talked about making like sort of a new last name together, but then ultimately what? decided. Now that I like. <laughs> like changing his too. Like, so we, we kind of met in the middle, but ultimately he was like, yeah, I'm not about that, which I do understand because then it, you kind of break the lineage with your family, you know, yes. part of having, you want to like keep your family's yes. name going. Like you want to have that tie and that respect mm-hmm. to your ancestors, which I get. And that was ultimately where I was like, yeah, that's, it was a fun kind of, chat to have but then ultimately we're like nah we don't want to do that oh because i'm like in like game of thrones i'm like real old traditional neanderthal like, wow. <laughs> the wife should take the last yes yeah, you said it so yes. aggressively hit, yes. her, hit her over the head and drag her in the cave yes wow. <laughs> only on sunday in south carolina on the courthouse yeah I, yeah yeah I didn't really mean that, but I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss Blaine, how how did you get into this particular uh, line of work? That's a great question. So it came about somewhat naturally. I always liked giving advice to my guy friends, specifically in college is when I really started doing it more. Uh, you know, my guy friends would ask me about my sorority sisters or my friends like, oh, what about this one? What about that one? And big, yeah, don't bother with her. She's not, she's never gonna, you know, be down or like, oh yeah, like you and her would really hit it off. And so I would like to get involved and kind of play matchmaker and just giving advice there. And then after college was when, uh, so I'm, I'm 32. So dating apps really became a thing after college where it was, you know, normal that people had online dating profiles, normal to meet people online. And I was living in New York city and people started to get into online dating and I would see my guy friends profiles. And I was like, this is terrible. No wonder you're not getting matches. Like you look awful. This picture's, you know, not, not good. You're not representing yourself. Well, you're an awesome guy in person, but that's not translating online. So I'd help them upgrade their dating profiles. Okay. Like I'd take some photos of them. Let's do this. Let's do that. And they started seeing results. So then they'd put me in touch with their colleagues or their friends. And it was a side hustle for a long time. I would just Mm -hmm. do it for fun or help people um, when I could. And I was working in the travel industry actually. So then when the pandemic hit, I essentially became unemployed overnight and was like, well, better uh, figure out something else to do. Mm. And I had been for a long time wanting to invest more in my path as a dating coach. And that was the perfect opportunity. It was sort of the push, the unexpected push that I needed to, okay, let's go full steam ahead with this. And that's when I created my masterclass and really leaned into becoming a dating coach. And now I don't do any of my previous business and travel and I'm full-time as a dating coach and I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love it. Wow. Congrats to you. Yes. Congrats. Definitely. Yes. Glad you jumped, jumped out there. 
sometimes you need that. You need like no other option, no alternative. I was like, well, I need a job. (laughs) (laughs) So the, so the process of becoming a dating coach, uh, I don't know if we've asked anybody like, so what is the process? Is there any education you have to go through? Um, Um, I mean, there are programs like certifications that you can do, but ultimately I think what makes somebody a good dating coach is can you get your clients results? And are you, you know, helping people get to where they want to be? And so that's when people ask it, what are, you know, what is your, what are your credentials? Like, what it, like, how did you become that? I'm like, I got men results (laughs) and I continue to do that. So I've done a lot of reading on the subjects. Um, I love reading books about psychology, just listening even to podcasts about relationships and about, uh, just what makes people tick and then combined with my own experience dating my friends experience dating working with men over the course of you know 10 years that's where i gather my inspiration and my knowledge from okay boy thank you now i have the serious question i'm coming with the hardball questions okay (laughs) bring it on (laughs) why men that was my question see it was yeah that was my question but you got it okay why men you had to get in credit in my question, but okay. No, 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 no. You, you got it. You got it. You got it. Okay. <laughs> I think men and women, you know, I get actually hit up by women often. They're like, oh, like, do you work with women? Men and women have very different challenges dating. Okay. And I think when I got into it, women are much more open to talking about their problems, in my opinion, to seeking help. It's less stigmatized. And there's actually a lot of dating coaches out there already for women, helping women are seeking it out. Women are proactive about that. And men are much less so, especially, you know, even 10 years ago, talking about their feelings, going to therapy. And so I saw an opportunity there, like let's destigmatize asking for help and, asking for help with women. Um, and that's kind of why I went that direction. I also feel like I am helping women by helping men. <laughs> I want to help okay. my the women I know, my friends have more options because guys know how to approach them and know how to relate to them. So I help women by helping men get better at understanding women. And that's so appreciated. Mm. (laughs) I'm here doing my best. Okay. Okay. Well, keep up the fight of a good faith and we're fighting it also. We're trying to help people. I I give people advice too. Yeah. I mean, Um, this is an amazing podcast. I love it. Anything where you're talking to different types of people, bringing out different opinions, I mm -hmm. think is moving forward and helping people find what they're looking for and figure out who they are. Okay. Okay. Now, now, Blaine, do do said men who you help hit on you? Not the, not my paying clients. Oh. <laughs> oh. I think he's going to go through with hiring a dating coach and paying them. They're serious about, you know, mm. wanting to find love and wanting to figure out how to be better themselves. And they aren't doing it because they want to shoot their shot with somebody who's in a relationship and has made it very clear. They aren't interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not, I, all of my clients are very respectful of that. Good. Okay. But when you're putting yourself out there online, um, you know, to the masses, I get plenty of DMS a day, you know, want to go on a date. It's like, no, I have no. I actually have a guide about how to approach women on Instagram, and you clearly haven't read that guide. If you're sending me a blind DM asking me out, so I usually just reply and send them that guide. Oh, okay. Oh, well, wow. well, good marketing. T- tell uh, Deshaun Watson to stay out your DMs, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. Okay. Um, do you mm-hmm. find that a lot of men are entitled that they feel like women are supposed to just respond to them? Um, I I wouldn't necessarily say a lot of men, but some men, absolutely. They get in their feelings or they feel despondent or sad because they think I'm not even, I'm not getting results and women aren't even replying to me. And it's like, but are you actually putting in effort? Are you, have you taken the time to understand if you're doing the right things to make women want to respond to you and to be attracted to you? And the answer is, if you're feeling that way, usually no, they haven't taken the time to really, okay, what can I do better? How am I um, contributing to this cycle of not getting responses or the results that I want? Okay. Okay. Well, well, I have a question. 
I'm probably more traditional. I believe in meeting women. If I was single in real life, real time, walking up to them, talking to them. So you're teaching a new modern style of dating because it sounds like there's a lot of online, a lot of texting. He's a dinosaur. Yeah, I tell men don't text. Don't text. Don't text too much. I'm absolutely a big proponent of meeting women in in real life. Okay. I think that that is the number one. You you have such a quicker feedback loop. There are so many benefits to meeting women in person. But the reality is a lot, even if you meet somebody in person, there is still an online, a texting component that is going to go into it. Mm -hmm. Setting up dates. Like women are just going to expect that. So I do also teach that. And then I also teach online dating. So it's a spectrum. Like I think that if you are interested in dating and you are wanting to meet women and you want to meet someone that is special, you should be pursuing online and offline. Offline should be your bread and butter. That should be where you focus the majority of your time because as you live your life offline, you're at the grocery store, you're going to a yoga class, you're partaking in activities that interest you. Those are all opportunities to connect with like-minded women or individuals you can't miss those opportunities but you have a whole nother segment of women that you can also meet online Mm. so that's kind of like the bonus you know don't only focus offline and don't only focus online how can you integrate them both because that's going to give you the best odds of expanding your network and meeting somebody who you connect with so it's about it's about the numbers game Uh, Yes. Dating is about numbers and doing the right things at the right time. But you have to be putting yourself in front of a a lot of people if you want to find, you know, the one, if that's what you're looking for. Even if you want to just have fun dating, the more people you meet, the more chances you have at doing that. Isn't that frowned upon for women? Numbers. They kind of don't. They kind of want you to themselves. No. Well. That's not dating. I, I, yeah, I think it should be expected that if you meet somebody, there's no expectation that you're only dating that one person until you have a conversation about that. Yeah. And I'm all about communicating in conversations early on, but mm-hmm. you should, and this is because this is a problem men have. They over, in, at least the men I work with, a okay. common problem I see is that they overinvest. So that means they are fixated on this one specific woman that they actually don't even know that well. Maybe they've just matched online or they've talked to her once, or they've been on one date. You do not know enough about that woman at that point in time that you should be emotionally invested in Mm. her. So one way to kind of stop that emotional overinvestment is keep your options open. You know, be meeting other people until you can really determine that, okay, we actually have a lot in common. We share values. I can see this going someplace. That's when you can emotionally invest. And there's different levels of, emotional you know when it is appropriate to emotionally overinvest depending on the stage of your relationship oh well do men actually decide when they start dating a woman because women kind of just yeah they tell you <laughs> they kind of put their foot down like they don't <laughs> they, tell you? they don't give you an option i wasn't given an option <laughs> i've never been given an option it was like i'm not gonna keep doing this and i'm like what oh, <laughs> enjoying ourselves having a good time well, we being eat. around a fabulous guy they're like no i'm not that kind of woman and then I got a girlfriend. And that might be, well, yeah. And then that's the point where you stop dating other people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Say that after one date. Not the one date. Yeah. That's going to be three, four, maybe five dates. When you start becoming physical, that's a time to like have those conversations. And it's going to be different in every relationship, like where each person's boundary is in terms of what they want, what they expect of the other person. And I think if you can communicate about those things mm-hmm. up front, even if it is, you know, maybe her saying like, yep, me or like me or the highway. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of it. That's well, kind of how it went. Well, how do you, how do you break the touch barrier? Cause you say getting physical by the third or fifth date. So we moving kind of fast here. No. <laughs> What's the appropriate no. way to get past I, the I touch barrier? Kind of breaking the touch barrier, even on the first date. In a what? Small way. Yep. So, so, touching her hand while you're talking, touching her elbow while you're sitting at the table, maybe guiding her to the seat and you graze her lower back. This all sets you, that helps you build the Mm. romantic chemistry. It helps you lead up to a kiss. And that might be the first day. That might be the third day. That kiss helps you lead up to being more physical. If you've never touched her and then you go for a kiss, Whoa. That's the creep? Okay. She's going to be caught (laughs) off guard. But if you've been touching her knee and flirting with her and joking and, you know, 
your arms are leaning against each other because you're sitting at the bar, then it helps set you up naturally to get into to escalate things physically. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't know that till you said it, but that's what I do. So, Yusef, did you hear that? <laughs> What? What? Because I'm in a relationship and I did those things. So if you do those things, one step closer. And she deals with men, so I can't address this to me. Yo, no, I'm I'm taking this all in. Okay, okay. I'm taking it all in. Because you don't want to be here, a creep. I'm here for it. Oh no, we're gonna talk about creeps later. Okay, but we're, okay. I'm, I'm here talk for about it. Creep. Yeah, okay. Gonna, don't gonna, be don't be a creep. Okay. Now I, I I do have a question. You said um I'm gonna change gears a little bit. Um, you said that in one of your posts you talked about postponement. Um, when it relate as it relates to men. Well. Can you expound on that a little bit? What exactly is it and how does it relate to um, dating? You said uh, about guys uh, postponing what they want to do because they said they have to do it with somebody. And so. Uh, 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 yes. So a, a mistake I often see men make is they wait to take action in their lives to invest in that trip they've been wanting to take to buy tickets to the concert because they think oh this would be better if I just I'll just wait and do it when I have a partner I want to share this experience with someone else that is silly not only are you not you know appreciating how fun it can be to do things on your own which is an important part of being single but second those are all opportunities where you could meet a like-minded person at these events that you want to do, taking part in these trips that you've been dreaming of, if you meet people on those things, those are going to be people who have similar interests to you. So don't wait around to have fun and do special things until you have a partner. Invest in yourself in the here and now, and the partner will follow. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question now. Let's, let me give you a scenario. Let's say there's a man... A large man, 6'5", enjoying himself at a Beyonce concert by himself as a woman. You won't think that's weird. Or maybe an Adele concert. some friends and go. No, you can't go with a guy. Why not? That's no. Blaine, it's pride month, but come on now. They don't even feel like they can sit next to each other. No, come on now. We don't do that. No. No, 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 okay, no, maybe no. it's not a Beyonce concert. <laughs> okay, okay. You, you right. can do things on your own or with friends. Maybe it's not Beyonce if you're okay. If okay. That maybe not with you. Okay. Beyonce and Jay Z. No, nope. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but. Well, I guess Jay Z would have to be there for that to happen. We're, we're getting off the rails. Yeah, the rails. yeah, but he would be second fiddle, so it'd still be a Beyonce concert. <laughs> well, that's true too. <laughs> so that's weird. That's kind of weird, right? Not weird, but that's a little. He, he, he can't on your seat. He, he kind of look at him. If you're in the front row, and what if he's really enjoying himself, like he's getting it. Yes, I'm a single lady. Yeah, <laughs> it might not be where you're meeting women, but it's. I'm still a fan of you investing your resources and time in anything that is going to bring you joy. If you're going to go to a Beyonce concert and you love Beyonce and you're going to jam out, I don't really care what the people around you think. Like, why is this? Six five guy at a Beyonce concert. Who cares? Like you're having the time of your life. Good for you. That's gonna put you in a good mood and in a better position to meet people, even if it's not in that moment. So, are you advising to do that or not to do that? I, I've come full circle. <laughs> concert, no, concert. don't do it. Do what you want to do. do, you, do you, no, you. no. But that no. kind of that kind of ties into something else you said later. You said that doing, um, going, traveling, uh, especially during this summer would be a great mm-hmm. way to meet people. Um, in, in one of your posts, you said, uh, because those people, people are clamoring to get out because this mm-hmm. is like the first full summer since the pandemic. And so you'll be able mm-hmm. to meet people. And not only that, when you come home, you'll have something to talk to people about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Traveling is a great, I know so many couples who have met traveling. I actually just had a couple, I was traveling, I was in Croatia. I met this woman, Sarah. Uh, she was traveling by herself. She, I, we became friends. We were out at a bar. She met this guy who lived in London. Mm. They just, and that was two, a year and a half ago. They just got engaged. Wow. And I think when people are traveling, there's whether they're traveling alone or with a group of friends, they're so much more open to meeting other people. You're not in your routine. You're not just on your way to work, going to the coffee shop, you know, in your head, you're your eyes are up, you're looking around, you're having a good time, hopefully. You're going to be less guarded and more open to making connections. So traveling is a great way to meet people. It's also not weird to be on your own when you're traveling. You can eat at a bar by yourself. 
you can be at a hotel, you know, like in a hostel uh, environment, you can be going on group tours and you can be solo. You can be doing Airbnb experiences, whether it's a cooking class. It's not weird to be on your own. And it's a good opportunity to meet people. Blaine, okay. now, let me let me be the devil's advocate here for a second. <laughs> what happened when the day, the, can't we just go back to the old days when men just used to lie about like traveling and doing stuff? Why lie? To lie about it's cheaper. It All you have to do is make the woman seem that you're interesting, and then you can do your research on the internet. Be say you. a couple of restaurants, a street, a bakery. Until she yeah, asks you, you like, yeah, you can't pull off long. Like, oh yeah, that time I went to Rome, and you've never actually been to Rome. Well, you're just gonna like. I was thinking a little more domestic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like you've been to California. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm well, just. I don't actually just just go though. Okay, <sighs> it's cheaper. <laughs> Not to. It's just to say I had the experience, you know. Uh, okay, I'm just checking for, for those guys who might just want to go old school and lie. Well, yeah. it doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm never going to be a fan of lying. I cannot condone that. But it doesn't okay. have to be travel. If travel isn't something that interests you, or you don't have the finances to be traveling across the country or across the world, it can be that you love exploring new pizza places in your city, and every single weekend you eat at a new pizza place because you're going to find the best one in New York or oh. whatever it may be. Oh. It's finding what you want to. You can connect with people on what how you like to spend your time mm-hmm. and then talking about that learning how to market that that's something that you're going to be able to connect with women on converse with them about on dates it doesn't really actually matter what it is it's just that you have something oh. you know no one wants to date a guy who has nothing going on well blaine that like, gives in today's society that gives broke <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to project broke you don't want to you don't want to give no signs of their the money shortage okay <laughs> i had a friend who texted me the, the other day and i said how was the first date she was like well he told me about his debt oh and wow like, yeah. Date? yeah that's like, what yeah. is wrong with this guy that's broke you know, boy she showed me she showed me his hinge already he's cute he has a good job he looks like a Looked like a smart guy, but he's talking about his debt on date number one. He should have lied. Well, no one's giving too much information. Oh, you don't bring it up. Oh, oh, okay. He he needed dating by Blaine. That's all it is. Yes, that's all. Yeah. Well, well, Blaine, I have a question. Uh, CL has answered this time and time again on our episode, but I would on our show. Um, But I would like for you to give us the answer. What do women want? Oh, first of okay. all, CL can't I, answer that for you. Well, no, CL has an answer to. Oh, I, I've answered the question, but <laughs> I'll, 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 I have a feeling we're gonna have different answers. Oh, you want me to give mine first or yours? No, no, I'll give mine. First. Okay, <laughs> she's like, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> Good. Um, so, I mean, that's the million dollar question, right? Like, if if every guy could just understand and implement what women want, then oh yeah, because I, I have no clue. So mm-hmm. lucky for me, like guys just don't get it because I think a problem that they have is they focus, they think, they think they know what women want. Are you familiar with the um, phrase six, six, six in regards to what women want? Have you guys heard that? Mm, I have not. not I that's market of beast, isn't it? We don't want six, six, six. So there's an internet meme and guys bring this up to me all the time. They say women only want guys who are six feet tall, who have six pack abs and have a six figure income. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what they think. And I, and this is incorrect. It's incorrect. Given given the choice, does she, if all else equal, does she want a rich guy or a poor guy? She wants a rich guy. Does she want a guy who's more in shape or less in shape, more in shape, but The thing that guys get wrong is women care a lot more about what it feels like to spend time with you than the tangible things like your height and your appearance. I actually would argue that men care much more about those tangible things than women do. Oh yeah. Women care Mm -hmm. about, are you fun to spend time with? Mm -hmm. Do you make her feel desired and sexy? And are you, do you feel like a catch? You know, Dating is aspirational for everybody. Okay. Nobody wants to date somebody that they perceive to be less intelligent, less funny, and less successful than they are. No, everybody wants to date up. So are you marketing yourself that women perceive you as a catch? Those are learnable skills. You can learn to have fun with women. You can learn to make them feel desired and you can learn to market yourself as a catch. And that's actually really what I teach men how to do. 
that's what women want. And that's what I teach men how to do in my master class and in my coaching. Oh, See? okay. Women don't want now, now did, did did you answer the question? What women want? What yeah. women want? Okay, you did answer the question. Now yeah. I'm gonna give you my answer. <laughs> now, Blaine, I want you to keep a straight face when I tell you this. Okay. Uh-oh. Good luck. Ask me the question. What do women want? Everything. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? Look at you, <laughs> and you know it's right. I don't think that's right. No, I'm no. Not. It's, they, they, willing to make compromises? No, the answer the answer is actually more. Whatever you <laughs> offer, they just want more of it. If it's a good time, a laugh, a smile, it could be well, sexual, it could be financial. They just want more. Once you give us one laugh, we want more laughs. Once you give us a good time, we want more good time. Exactly. But so is you, that wrong? Everybody, if I give you a good time, don't you want more of that good time? No, I'm going to enjoy the good time I had with you and be appreciative of it. And they want more of it later on down yeah. the line. But not while we're still enjoying the first one. Women midway through the, the meal, they're like, I can't wait to go out to dinner again. Can you finish eating? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Let me pay the bill. That's Tell me this on Tuesday. If you have girls just wanting more, women wanting more from you, I want more dates with you. That's a good thing. I know. Exactly. I just have one woman who wants more right. dates. I just have one woman, Blaine. We have to be really careful. <laughs> one woman. No. But that means she likes spending time with you. She likes doing yeah. these things with you. But in the middle of it? Yes. That's letting, her, that's letting you know that she she plans she, yeah. on do, doing this more times with you. Could she pay? That's a good thing. I have plenty of clients who would love to have women. They're one woman even. One woman. One woman. One woman. One woman. <laughs> one woman okay. Wanting more of them. Okay. But that means you're doing something right. Um, I wouldn't, I'm gonna have to put you on a call with her, please. Let her, <laughs> let her know that. <laughs> okay, okay. So, well, so with CL's lady wanting more of him, would you say it's due to him being his authentic self? I mean, without being a fly on the wall, mm-hmm. you know, I can't say for certain, but yeah. I would say that you're certainly not. I would venture to say you're not being inauthentic if you have a quality woman wanting more of you being your authentic self is an important piece of attracting quality women the thing that men get wrong is they think they need to act a certain way Mm -hmm. or be somebody they're not to attract women when actually what they need to do is stop worrying about what other people expect of them and lean into the things that they love about themselves and that they love doing and that, in turn, will attract women. So how, how, what would you tell your, what would you tell a client that is not, that you know for a fact, they're just not being their authentic self? Like, how can, how can you usher them into embracing who they are and being their authentic self? Because, like you said, some people believe that, some guys, I think it's more so guys than women, believe mm-hmm. that I have to show myself to be something to attract this woman. So what is it that you would tell? Well, you do need to show who you are. You need to be able to talk about yourself and you need to be able to market yourself. And that's something I get into, but there's not one size fits all for that because it's not, you know, there are like the big picture things that I said, women want, they want to, they want a guy who feels like a catch. They want a guy who's fun, but that's going to be different for every guy because not all men are going to be a catch because they're super successful in a prestigious career. That might be true for some men, but other men might be a catch because they're super passionate about a volunteer project they do. It's finding what makes you happy and what you actually like Mm-hmm. And then learning how to communicate about those things. So stepping back, it's forgetting, okay, women want me to be like this. Women want me to be good at X, Y, Z. And if women didn't exist, how would you want to spend your time? What would you want to be doing? And lean into those things. You don't need to re- like make up uh, you know, some hobbies or make up that you've been someplace uh, mm-hmm. to make women like you. It works sometimes. I heard. I wouldn't do it. Well, I heard that. What she's saying is being yourself and liking who you are is going to attract women who you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Exactly. Okay. That's for all our single guys on there. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And once you become that. And I think, 
you're not because and part of that you know being your authentic self if you're not being your authentic self that might work in the short term Mm -hmm. you might be able to attract some women and you know get a date or even get something else that you're looking for but if you're looking for long-term success and long-term compatibility and shared values you're not going to do that by pretending to be somebody that you're not oh so that's not good advice What the pretending? <laughs> yeah, no, because you can only pretend so long. Term. What if you practice it a lot? I also don't think you're going. Anyone is going to be happy if you're constantly pretending to be somebody you're not. Oh, yeah. So I gave you guys bad advice. Yeah, I guess so. It okay. will only work right. for I'll, a short I'll, term. Okay, that's fair. And then you're gonna jump to the next woman and jump to the next woman because you're gonna always have to pretend, and then you're not gonna you be able to pretend for, for so long. long. Oh. Okay, so so we would say pretending is a challenge. Maybe for dating. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't guys, pretend. Shouldn't pretend. Yeah. Who so you are. so going into this new season of it's June, sun's out, fun's out. Um, what are out. some what do you, what are some dating challenges, uh, uh, Blaine, that you uh, believe are out there for dating during the summertime? Well, I think that it's actually intuitive here it's summer it's Mm -hmm. hot people are traveling people are doing things people are wearing less clothes get outside then make the mistake of thinking like oh i'm gonna find her online not in the summer you're not Uh you know i don't have any like proven data around this but just if when i open my eyes and look around like my girlfriends aren't dating online right now they're hanging out with each other they're at the park they're going on trips so look up from your phone close your computer and walk out your front door and look around and smile at people and go do things that you enjoy mm-hmm. and you will meet people doing those things. And that's the best way to date in the summertime. Just the change. The change is to just get out. Just go to brunch. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. so what you're, I don't want to say what you're saying, but online dating is a winter sport. <laughs> Ooh. More than it is a summer sport. Okay. Sure. Okay. I'm I'm just I'm never going to be there but I'm just trying to get clarity for the people out here cuz there's somebody yeah, no, listening now that, that wants to know that. Okay. Wow. Even more I'm always a fan of leaning into the offline no matter the season, mm-hmm. but especially in the summer, there are simply going to be less women dating online. And okay. I I feel that that's true even just from talking to my girlfriends who are single. They aren't spend you know it's Saturday they aren't online or they aren't swiping on their dating apps on their couch because it's snowing outside they are out there meeting people they're doing things okay now your same advice applies let's say a person refuses to do online mm-hmm. the same information you're given is the kind of information you would give them but they would just have to incorporate it year round because can a yeah. guy have that success without having the online experience yeah you can you can okay. like i said i'm always a fan like why miss out on the online because you do have a larger pool of people that you can meet mm-hmm. or see faster and they're already pre-qualified you know they're single and you know they're looking to date when you meet people in real life whether it's at the park at the bar at an event you don't actually know if this person's single. You don't know if they are looking to date. You mm-hmm. don't know a lot of things about them. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't approach them and get to know them. But um, for that reason, I think it's a shame to miss out on the online aspect okay. in addition to in real life. Okay, because guys don't lie online, do they? <laughs> they don't lie, lie online, do they? They don't lie, they lie when they type it. They lie. Okay, lines back. It's made a resurgence. Okay, lying is back. Oh, I'm not saying guys don't lie online <laughs> and in person. Okay, I'm just saying like I'm not going to tell you to do that. Okay, okay, good advice. That's solid advice. Solid advice. Okay, you you talk a little bit um about how not to be a creep. Great creep talk. Okay. Uh, uh, now I I read an article um. That you have here it says uh, research states that 69% of men say that the fear of being seen as a creep impacts how they interact with women. <laughs> and 44% say fear of being labeled creepy reduces the likelihood they interact with women romantically yeah. or otherwise. Like, why do you think those numbers are so high? Yeah, so I find the creepy topic really interesting um, because as you just stated, it is holding people back from potentially meeting somebody that they're interested in. And the reality is women want to meet awesome single guys. And so to for to know that, you know, awesome single guys aren't approaching, aren't talking to people because they're worried about being creepy is mm-hmm. really a shame. 
Okay. And I think it is so high because it's talked about a lot in the media. And I often feel like the guys who are actually worried about being creepy aren't the ones who are going to be creepy. It's the guys who have no concept that they might be coming off as creepy that are the ones who are actually doing the creepy behaviors. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I have a question. Is the level of creepiness uh, according to the, if she's attracted to him or not? Because uh, cause, uh, yes. somebody unattractive can do something and it's creepy and then someone she's attracted to could do it and it's cool it's like he's he's on the edge but yeah, isn't it all creepy that... sorry isn't it all creepy i think here the majority of creepy behaviors boil down to not respecting women's boundaries okay so if you so even if an, a guy who she doesn't find attractive or is unattractive approaches her if he respects her boundary and looks for the signs that she's not interested and then moves on he's not going to be creepy most likely just for saying hello or just for you know trying to engage with her when you get labeled creepy is when you don't pay attention to the signs that she's not reciprocating mm -hmm. and move on if she is not proactively reciprocating your interest, especially if this is somebody who you don't know and you're approaching, you know, in a social or even in a business environment, she is probably not interested and you should move on. You should not try and convince her to like you. You should not try and find her on social media instead. That, you know, there are, there are the obvious creepy things that unwanted comments about her body, cat calling, okay. physical stalking. Most people know that these are creepy. You know, those are like, they mm -hmm. happen still, but most guys with good intentions know that they are creepy. The thing that I find more interesting is the guys who have good intentions, mm -hmm. but are doing things that get them put into the creepy category. And the prime example of this is digital stalking or just inappropriate contact on line inappropriate contact on so that's emojis or just saying <laughs> no. something or, well, I mean, or dms emoji, but i think the most common example and that i see really often that gets guys pegged as creepy is you meet a woman in an environment it could be again social or maybe in a business context maybe she's at work and then there isn't a clear connection or there isn't any communication in person about oh. continuing the conversation online or about following up but then the guy goes out of his way to find this person online and pursue her there when he didn't do it in person he didn't if you ask, a, if you, and listen, I don't want to discourage guys from, you know, asking for a woman's phone number, asking for her Instagram or her email, wherever it is you want to continue the conversation. If you have a connection, absolutely ask. She might say no, but you've given her the opportunity to say yes. If you don't give her that opportunity to say yes or no and make the decision for herself, and then you track her down online, mm -hmm. that is when it comes off as creepy. So is that, maybe the guy just thinks she's being hard to get. Because that used to be a thing, like, in the yeah, 70s, early say, 80s. That is a thing. Because <laughs> but, when guys approach me sometimes, like, if I know they can find me on social media, because I'm not hard to find, I'll say, no, we meet again, or if you find me, or if you want me, come and find me. What? Yeah. Wait a minute. But that's, so, a clear that's a clear indication of interest, or that they yeah. are giving them permission. To come that's find you, and you're right in front of me? <laughs> but yeah. if you're right in front of me, why do I have to come find you? It's easy for me to just give you my number. You really Absolutely. want me to come find It's easier for you to give the number, but you're, you're still giving an indication of interest by okay. saying, you know, like, oh, okay, find me online if you want. Like, you're kind of, that's kind of a flirty, like, challenge, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's new age flirt. That's 2022 flirting. Okay. I'm just not familiar <laughs> with it. find me online? Yes, yes. That's just. You have to find me. If somebody okay. told me that and I was dating, I would say she's a creep. Because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not finding you online if you're in front of me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you, you went over some of the signs um, that you have, uh, like um, physical stalking. Um, what was the other one? It was um, internet stalking, digital stalking, mm -hmm. un unwanted stares mm -hmm. is one. Uh, controlling men, men can't even stare anymore? It, it no, that's uncomfortable when you're just sitting there looking you at somebody like stare? this. You can't even stare? 
So this is some of the data. So I actually did um, a, a survey of, I don't have it in front of me, but well, I got you. you do. Of thousands of women of what they consider creepy and the creepy behaviors they've experienced. And the percentage. Um, and, and yeah. And, and that was, those were up there. Yeah, wow. un- Unwanted, unwanted stares, 51%. Okay, I don't stare, I so, but I thought a man at least could stare. <laughs> wow. But that's, oh, it's, it's one thing to make eye contact. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to, you know, like not stare. break that eye contact okay. and stare where she looks away and she looks back and you're still looking at her. I'll, Especially you trying to have that sexy face. Giving her the eye, yeah, okay. like, um, lick your lips. Okay. Wow. Got a controlling <laughs> behaviors was twenty three percent. Unwillingness to accept no. No, what is 22%. controlling behaviors? Blaine? So I think that would, that would fall again. This is from the survey data, but yes. it, would, it would fall more into the category of when once you're already sort of dating or you've met this person, like mm-hmm. oh, I don't want you going there or like I don't want you talking to that person is how I would interpret controlling behaviors. Oh. And that's not so much a problem of being creepy when you've just met somebody. Blaine, these women are something else. Wow. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Uh, um, uh, unwillingness to accept no. That was 22%. That's a, that's a big one. And that's something I talk about a lot when you're meeting somebody in what I call a high stigma environment. So a high stigma environment is someplace that there uh, that someone might not want to say yes to going on a date with you because they could suffer negative consequences. So maybe you both work at this place or oh. you live in the same apartment building okay. or it's the cafe that she's a barista. You now like she's going to probably, or it's the gym. She's going to see you again in these places. So she is going to be less likely to just say yes to giving her phone number or a date because the repercussions if things don't go well are higher. And so in these places, especially it's not that you can't meet women in them, but you cannot ask more than once. So my biggest thing is you need to form a connection, a strong connection first, likely over multiple occasions prior to asking her out because you only get one chance. Okay. Yeah. You only get one shot at that. Um, one bite mm-hmm. of the apple. Um, unwanted physical contact, nineteen percent. That one's obvious. I, I yeah, that's obvious. Uh, pr- uh, pressure. Don't just touch me. Hold on a second. Now, Blaine, you said you got to break the touch barrier first date. First yeah. date. Oh, yeah, a, a date. date. Okay. Someone on a date with you, they're probably going to be okay with you touching their elbow. Oh, okay. But I get if it. You are on the bus. I don't want you touching my elbow. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Come here, girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I understand. Okay. And that happens a lot at bars and at clubs. Like I've experienced that where a guy is, you know, walking behind you and then puts their hands on your waist or something. And that is so creepy. What? Especially somebody ugly. Yeah, that's like very bad. Wow. Okay. Um, it's extremely bad. Uh, this one is bad too. Pressure to engage in sexual activity. What? 18%. Pressuring them. Pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be as simple, you know, and I think that is that's probably not somebody that you don't know, but that could be somebody that you've just met if you're out, mm-hmm. um, if you're at a party or if you're at a bar, or even if you've been on a date, even giving any sort of like, oh, come on, like inviting them back to your place and they decline oh, just for one drink. No, okay. That is that, that would fall under the pressure pressure. And that's creepy too, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I would hope so. Or wow. telling them that you're not going to pay for the meal. If oh, they yeah. I mean, that's just. That's wrong? <laughs> I'm asking. I'm not agreeing. I'm just asking. But it's the fact that you have to ask. Okay. No, you know that. Okay, well. You would say, oh, I'm not going to pay for the meal if you don't come home with me. Are you talking to 19-year-old me or me as an adult now? Because I may have told you that at 19. I may be guilty of that. Like, hey. No, but I do I do agree with you, Neek and Blaine. But um should a man even be asking for sex? Isn't it more like a gift? A gift. Like the woman has to be in a position to say, I would like to have sex with you. Because if you have to ask, then that's probably yeah, because that's, you're not you're not yeah. She should be she should give you the choosing signs. Yeah, well, 
So part of that is, I think if you're ever unsure about what a woman wants, like when it comes to physical contact, you should always ask, like, don't just pursue it. Don't just go for it. If you feel uncertain that she wants something, people always say, you know, I get pushback online when I say unsure if she wants you to kiss her ask and people are like that kills the mood you can't ask for a kiss if asking to kiss her kills the mood there was no mood to begin with you can absolutely ask for physical contact in a sexy way consent is never a turnoff oh so you shouldn't just move your face towards her face You can, can, and you can, what I say then is like, you can, but you should have been, again, been testing the waters in advance. Have you been touching her throughout the day? Okay. Okay. It's it's not so black and white. You know, you have to be looking for the signs throughout. If you're standing, you know, this close to her, Mm -hmm. four inches away, Mm -hmm. she's probably okay kissing you. And what I tell guys then is go 90% of the way and let her go the last 10% of the way. You don't have to ask, Mm -hmm. but if you're in a situation where you really don't know, there's nothing wrong with saying like, I've had a great time and I'm really enjoying, you know, this being with you. Like, can I, may I give you a kiss or can I kiss you goodnight? Okay. That can be hot. You're standing a few inches away from her. You're making eye contact. Your bodies are close. You should. Okay. Just don't go in for it and ask why you're going in for it. That's yeah. That's okay. Yeah, at the same time, it needs to be a clear like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it needs to be a clear, like, oh, a clear give me runway. A kiss while you're trying to bring her in, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one, I don't think people guys really know when they're doing this. Uh, clinginess. That is true. So that goes back to the emotional overinvestment that I mentioned earlier. And that's when the clinginess or like neediness usually surfaces or manifests. If you are overinvested, which means the your level in investment is too high compared to how long you've known this woman or how much you know about her, that is often when you come off as clingy. So that could even be at a bar and you just met this woman, you've hit it off. And instead of just hitting it off and moving on and then maybe circling back and getting her number, you feel like you have to monopolize her attention for the entire evening. Mm. That comes off as creepy. I like buying her a drink and now you feel like she owes you the entire night. Yeah, you're wow. entitled to her time. And I think that goes back to like the date, the buying dinner. Like if you are making a gesture to a woman, whether it's buying her dinner or paying her a compliment, it needs to be done without expectations. Oh. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And then uh, I think the last one you had on there was our uh, physical stalking. At uh, 10%. And that goes, I think that's, that's a given. Yeah. yeah, that's a given. I think we're <laughs> showing up at her place of work, waiting mm-hmm. outside of her apartment building. Um, yeah, those n- things are all the pop up. The pop up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pop up is creepy. Well, well, Blaine, I have a question to ask you, and it's more of a new age question or, or new thing. Are you familiar with the ick? Mm-hmm. The ICK. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I am a man of a certain age. And I think I understand it, but could you, uh, could, I don't think my co-hosts know what that is. No, I don't. How, wait, what? The ick. The ICK. Uh, don't look it up. Don't no, look I it want, up. I want I'm not looking it, it up. Okay, but let, we're going to let Blaine explain it to us. Because see, I'm a man of, you know, I got a lot of knowledge. Oh. Mm. But I'm not always so sure about the knowledge. The ick has always been around and now it's just being defined as what it is. It's when a man or a woman does something that is just a turnoff. So it's like, ooh, and it's usually hard to get over. So it could be something like minor, even like, oh, he gave me the ick because he was chewing with his mouth open and it was just like so foul. Or it could be like, oh, he he gave me the ick because he was talking about his debt on a first date. Okay. And that's actually when I told you my girlfriend went on that date and she was like, he talked about his debt. That's exactly how she phrased it when she texted me. She said, he gave me the ick because he was talking about his debt. Oh. How indebted he was on the first date. Mm. Okay, so y'all familiar with the ick is now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> I just want to bring everybody up to speed. You know, now, I'm, a question to build on top of that: Do you find that your friends ha- has this ever happened to you? Because the question just popped in my head. Do you find that your friends may have had a guy that had potential, but he might have needed your help? And so they referred her oh. them to you <laughs> to just so that yeah. they could get back a better version. 
So I, I, all the time I have girls who are like, oh, I went on a date or girlfriends who are like, I went on a date with this guy. And like, he was actually a really nice guy, but he needed, he needs your course. He needs your help all the time. But they usually don't directly, you know, say like, Hey, I liked you, but you should probably take this course. I think, I think people have a hard time being direct in general and that's why ghosting happens. And that's why, um, you know, breadcrumbing happens is because people don't have the ability to communicate oftentimes, um, directly and clearly, especially with people they don't know well, but it's something I hear all the time. Oh, so what is breadcrumbing? Ooh, <laughs> breadcrumbing is when essentially a man or a woman will just give little bits of attention. So a text here and there or a reaction to an Instagram story to keep the other person just interested enough, just engaged enough, but they actually don't have the intention of moving forward or dating them or going on a date with them. And I see this happen all the time. I'm sh women and men both do it, but I work with men. A guy will tell me, oh, this woman, um, we went on one date and we've been talking since, but she takes four days to respond, but then she comments on my story and then she'll ask me a question about this. And then I don't hear from her again for four days. And I'm like, she likes the attention. You yeah. are validating her when you reply and when you give her the answer and when you answer her, but she's made her intentions clear. You asked her on a second date and she didn't bite. She didn't go on it. She's just breadcrumbing you along. Okay. Oh, is that called the neek? Wow. Whoa! Just shots, not that into you. Shots I'm just asking. Fired. I'm just asking. I, why, why did that have to be called? I'm at. I've heard you. You asked your dating style. <laughs> no. Well, wait a minute. First of all, I learned that from you. Dude, I didn't teach you that. I just told you about the word. <laughs> okay. So let's be clear. <laughs> but, but Blaine, I have. I have another question. You said are you finished mm -hmm. with the. We got one more question. No, we got one more. Okay, I'm but, gonna let. You ask your question first. Okay. It's, it, so is it truly a short king summer? <laughs> so short king summer, short king spring, <laughs> any season can be for the short kings if you're confident about your height and you don't let it hold you back. So this was a trend. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. This primi primi primarily on TikTok this past spring where they were talking about it's short king spring. And all that really meant was it was the idea that short guys stopped worrying about their height and stopped letting it hold them back. And I think that is actually something that is harnessing its power like women are are less concerned about men's height and men are less concerned about being quote too short oh. and so i'm about it you know you see it and it, it sparks because there's a lot of celebrities um like zendaya dating tom holland for example he's shorter than her and i think you know in traditional couple you think the man should be taller yes but the reality, I, I knew that you were going to say yeah, that. Yeah. But that's not the reality. And ultimately, whether or not your partner is taller or shorter than you isn't going to have an effect on whether you most likely have long-term compatibility. Yes, because if I'm trying to read something. values and having fun together. Yes, it will. Because if you're not tall enough to read something and your girl got to keep reaching it, it's not cool. <laughs> but but his thing, see, see, but, see, but Blaine, he, ha he can have that perspective. He's 6'3". So he can ah, have that perspective. Nah, nah strong. Okay, all right. Six four. I'm sorry. Okay. He's six four. Okay. So he he can have the perspective of because there's a wider range of women who are shorter than him. Yeah, most ninety nine percent probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I don't think I could date a man that's shorter than me. I'm four nine and three quarters. How tall? Oh, you're four nine. Yeah. And you probably have ninety nine percent of men who are taller than you. Yep. And she still <laughs> and she steals to manage to find short ones. I do not. Okay. I've never found a short man. It's okay. No. Okay, nigga. I won't go back to any episodes, but okay. Go back, please. Okay. Okay. Now, what what if your woman's shoe is bigger than yours? Is that an issue? Common dating days. Uh, I don't. That would be an issue it's for never me. Never been brought up to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'm taking you to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, These are his issues. <laughs> yes. I think it would take a bit of time to even really like find that out. Okay. Unless you like look down and he has like hoofs for feet. Yeah, he got little feet. He wear like a size seven and you wear like a nine. That's not a 
Being? Yeah, I'm, I'm tall. I'm 5'10". Okay. And even my like guy friends who are shorter than me usually have bigger feet than me. Okay. I hope I hope that's the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the husband does wear bigger have a bigger shoe than you. My husband does. He's he's taller than me, but yeah. not he's he's six one. It's gonna work. Oh my it's god! Gonna, <laughs> feet height, it's gonna work. That is it. That is the basis. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, but that's the base. His what feet a has to be bigger and he has to be taller. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's clear that is not true. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> what? <laughs> could you? Could you? You're so toxic. Could you wait and talk behind my back? You're toxic. <laughs> You're gonna do it right in front of me. Now I do have a question yeah. for you. Some somewhat of a personal question. Okay. Does the current Mr. Anderson, because I don't know his name, does he get tired of you trying to give him advice? Because it no, seems like no. it could be a little like eh, it's only been a week now, so <laughs> <laughs> we're one. We got one one week into our marriage so okay. far, so good. Okay. Um, but he actually, so we started dating before I solidified my master class and a lot of like my concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I promote them. Like I didn't have my social media presence when we met, oh. but he did a lot of the things just naturally that I teach now. For example, we met at the gym. We met at a workout class Yes, and, what, and that would fall under the category of what I call a high stigma environment. Mm-hmm. He did not ask for my number the first time we met. He introduced himself. I then knew who he was. And over the course of the next few times I saw him, we chatted, we connected over multiple things. He became confident that I was single and that we had things in common. And then he asked for my phone number. Mm -hmm. So he a player. Okay. 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 Mr. Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, I'm Uh, glad to hear that. And and you uh, you just uh, mentioned your masterclass. Um, So tell us about your masterclass, uh, how does someone get enrolled and uh, what do you cover? Absolutely. I teach my masterclass live a few times a year. So I actually have one coming up starting June 21st. It is a five week program. So we meet one time a week for five weeks live on zoom. It's completely remote and anonymous. So if you're in the course that your audio and video is off and you're listening to me present each week, we cover a different topic. The course is based around my five E's of dating, Mm -hmm. empathize, embrace, embody, engage, and execute. So we go from, you know, leveling up and being your best self to how and where to meet women that make sense for you. And then going on executing on dates and forming relationships on your terms. So we cover the entire spectrum of what you need to get from meeting a woman to being in a relationship with her all while being your authentic self. It also includes one-on-one coaching with me, upgrading your dating app profile, uh, and being able to just ask me personal questions about your dating life. Mm, and so, so, the, so the person has access to you if, if they sign up for the masterclass to have access to you. And and that's really because I don't offer one-on-one coaching right now to men who haven't completed my masterclass because after years of working with men one-on-one and coaching men, I realized that the best way to get men where they want to be feeling confident in themselves, feeling like they have options and control of their love life is to package it into this masterclass. I can cover the most ground in the shortest amount of time that way. Oh, Okay. And then they can, but after that, then they become eligible to sign up they do. for one-on-one they do. consultation. And and the, the, throughout the five-week course, they have access to me one-on-one as well okay. via email. But then if they want to do one-on-one Zoom coaching or specific style consultations to them that are more in-depth, mm-hmm. then we can work together one-on-one because I know they have that foundation and that base. So we're not going to waste time in the one-on-one explaining the, like, you know, the nitty gritty details of what women want and how you're going to give it to them. They already know the basis. So if you, so if you single out there and you can't, and you, you can't quite figure it out, mm-hmm. you got to hit up dating by Blaine. Mm-hmm. Call me. Call, Call, you. <laughs> Call you. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube at dating by Blaine, dating by Blaine.com and Datingbyblaine at gmail.com if you want to shoot me an email. Okay. okay. Well, when's the uh, reality show? When's the show going to start? 
2026, 2026, 2025. I see it. I think 2024. Okay. I have the vision. So, okay. I appreciate that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, and we'll go ahead and we'll drop the link to the uh, masterclass in our description. So if you're interested in the program, Amazing. go ahead and click the link and it'll take you directly to the Dating by Blaine website and you can sign up for the masterclass. Blaine, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time today. We sincerely appreciate it. Uh, Neek CL, anything? Any uh, thank, thank, Blaine? thank you, Blaine, for putting up with these other two. Oh, other two. <laughs> and me. No, Blaine, thank you for setting CL straight. Thank you. Thank you. With his toxic ways. <laughs> uh, no problem. And no, you're always welcome to come back at any point. Just reach out and we might reach out to you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, no problem. Uh, once again, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, social media, and how they can contact you. Social media at Dating by Blaine. Contact me at datingbyblaine at gmail.com. Find more of my free resources and guides at datingbyblaine.com slash resources. Okay. Everybody go follow Blaine. Everybody go follow right now. Right now. I heard the buttons <laughs> clicking. Right now. That's another alert right there. So, uh, Nick, tell the people how they can find you. Well, as y'all know, y'all can find me on all social media platforms. I'm not blocked or banned right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Cruz on everything. CL, how can they find you? You can find me at CL2Butler at uh, Instagram. Okay. And you can send me a email to my Gmail. Uh, email to your Gmail. <laughs> email <Okay>. to my <laughs> Gmail. <laughs> and you can find me at Yosh in the building on uh, Instagram. So until next time, Neek, take us out. All right. Thank you all for joining in on the conversation. It's your girl, Neek Cruz, CL Butler, and your boy, Yousef, and we are out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Relationship Status. Remember, you can catch us on relationshipstatuspodcast.com, iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Nobody Grinds Like Us, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you would like to join the conversation or leave us a Dear Neek, email us at relstatpodcast at gmail.com or call us at 843-310-8637. Follow us on Facebook at Relationship Status Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter at R-E-L-S-T-A-T Podcast. And don't forget to comment, share, five-star rate, subscribe, and review. The Relationship Status Podcast is sponsored by Unfiltered. Whether it's hoodies, long sleeve tees, leggings, joggers, or tech suits, Unfiltered has what you need to express yourself in any weather. Visit unfilteredforever.com and use the promo code RSP to get 10% off your entire order. That's unfilteredforever.com, promo code RSP. And remember, there's a science to being you. Oh, 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 oh,